Friends, welcome to another episode of Catholic Ad Lib, where we like to delve into the Gospels and share some reflections and to undo the culture of silence that we live in. So I'd like to take a couple of minutes to talk about what has been with me for the last few days. And it's something that on the surface, once again, in the Gospels, just to our feeble minds, it just doesn't make sense. And maybe we think it's a typo, right? There's no typos in the gospel. <laughs> there really isn't. So I'm going to refer to Luke chapter 9, verses 18 to 22. Because in the very in the very opening, uh, it just on the surface, it doesn't make sense. So I want to start by saying that the word solitude is mentioned in the gospel, and I think we all know what that means. It's to be alone. However, in this gospel, Luke 9, we read that for Jesus, he was praying in solitude, or technically, he was in solitude praying, it says. Now, let's understand that when Jesus is praying, he's praying to his Father, but here's the intriguing part. The, the very next part of the sentence says, yet he was with his disciples. So wait a minute. Jesus is in solitude praying, and he was with his disciples. How does that work? And I think right there, we it would be easy for us to just skim this, skim over this and say, well, okay, that doesn't make sense. I'm just going to move on. And, and maybe the next part of the gospel will make sense. And maybe that'll be something I can sink, sink my teeth into. But I think we have to be careful that any part of the gospel that on the surface doesn't make sense or requires some, some discernment uh, or even makes us uncomfortable, that is where we should linger. Because that is where God is trying to, to speak to us. So again, in the gospel, it says, once when Jesus was praying in solitude and the disciples were with him, with him, he asked them, and we'll get to the question in a minute, but how does this happen? And does this even make sense? He's in solitude, but he's with his disciples. So I think we can deduce that Jesus was so comfortable with prayer to his father, that it was all kind of maybe a switch that he could turn on at any time. Actually, I don't think he even had a switch because he was always in prayer and in constant communication with the father. And this is a model for us. Jesus's life is a model for us, but the, the level at which he prays is something that we can attain, but it takes a little bit of work. Actually, I think it takes a lot of work one day at a time. And in Matthew 6, it says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And that's it. To, to be in solitude with the Father and to have faith that with that effort, whatever effort we put forth, He will love us for, uh, and and respond to us. He will hear us. He wants us to come to him. 
So regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what we're doing, we can escape, as it were, and pray, which is simply turning our mind to God. That's a prayer. It, it doesn't need to be two hours of intense solitude, whatever our circumstances. And I'm reminded that not only today as I'm recording this on the uh, on Saturday, but uh, a couple of days ago, we also read from Ecclesiastes. And there it said, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity, says Quaholoth. Now, Quaholoth is a Hebrew word meaning preacher or teacher or a collector of sayings. And scripture scholars believe that this was actually Solomon who wrote this. But I think it has application to today's gospel regarding solitude and connection, intense connection with the Father, because vanity of vanities, all things are vanity, refers to the fact that, you know, everything, everything that is not of God, frankly, doesn't measure up to God and is like, some say, a puff of smoke. What really matters is God and our relationship with him. That's what has meaning. So we need to get to solitude with Jesus and a place of solitude and prayer with him. Now, if anybody could truly multitask, it was Jesus, right? So again, here he is in solitude in prayer, and he's with his disciples, and then he turns to them. So, you know, we try to multitask, and we get in trouble. And again, if anybody could, Jesus could, right? So he's, he's showing us a model that certainly not to ignore the people that we're with, not to not pay attention to what they're pay attention to what we're doing, but to be close to him, to not let hours and days go by without speaking with him and, and being guided by him. So when Jesus, again, was in solitude and with the disciples, he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? And then they offered a couple of ideas, John the Baptist, others said Elijah, and one of the ancient prophets might be an option, they said, who has arisen. So I think what, what Jesus is saying to them is, and what he's saying to us, what does the world say about God, first of all? So we should answer that question. What does the world say about God? And Look, we can go to the internet. We can watch the news, read the newspapers. What is the world saying about God? Who is he? And fundamentally, is he relevant? And does he matter? And this is where, getting to, to the little pithy title I have, I think we do well to remember, it just doesn't make sense to BS Jesus. It just doesn't. You know, he knows. So let's just come clean. Where am I today in terms of prayer, my relationship with him? And the great, great news is wherever we are, whether we are devout in prayer every day for hours, whether we give God a token minute, 
uh, whether we haven't prayed for 10 years, what matters is now and, and today. And if we turn to him, that's what matters because he will always, always welcome us. So what does the world say about God? Maybe we're caught up in the world's definition. Maybe we simply rely on Pinterest and, and the sayings there and the, and the posters. I, I know I see those a lot and those kind of are cool. But that doesn't mean we have a relationship with God. It just doesn't. We have to give him our time as we would relatives, close friends. How would you describe your relationship with God? That's the question. So I think we should stop and ask ourselves if we're BSing Jesus. What is our relationship like with him? Sure, it's nice to know what the world is saying about him. I think we need to be aware of what the world is saying about him and whether or not he's relevant. But more importantly, is he relevant for us? And if he's relevant, then we give him time. We have a relationship. In our culture, there's too much noise about stuff that simply doesn't matter. And there's too much silence on the very thing, the person that does matter. So let's come clean with Jesus. Go to him in prayer a little more today than yesterday. For he always, always welcomes us home. God bless.